Hey, this is Russell. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. We are closing in on 400. Oof, I can't believe uh, it. I know. I just, every once in a while you look and you go, well, closing in, yes. It's still 12 episodes on the rate that we go. Can you believe that we're still doing this in the 20th No, that one I can't believe, to be honest. Never would have guessed that. Yeah. But on the road to, to 400, you know, Reza, we haven't heard uh, any, any news out of Formula One in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, and I'm wondering if that ungodly sport has anything interesting going on. Uh, I still can't believe that you're a fan of that show. I can't believe any of my friends are actually a fan are, of Formula are, One. Are other, are other your friends watching, or am I the only one? Uh, you're not the only okay. one, I'll say. Uh, people I'll take, follow I'll take, it enough, like like non-ironically, <laughs> and it's like, oh, you guys are you guys are real. F- oh, you guys, oh, you actually follow the yeah, races. Yeah, follow, follow everything. Um, you actually have points of view on yeah. things. It's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think I was rich enough to, to care about this race, <laughs> uh, about this sport. Well, so. all right, let, let, let me tell you. Um, so this season has been has been pretty interesting. So last season, you know, I, I know you know, but the listeners might not. Last season ended in quite a dramatic uh, fashion, right? So um, going into the the last like four races, Lewis Hamilton's behind Max. Max Verstappen in points, um, but if he wins the remaining four races, he would win the championship. So that was that was his challenge. And so they go into uh, like I, think, I don't remember the last few races. I know Brazil was one of them. Um, maybe like Saudi Arabia was another one. But so they go into the last few races, and Lewis Hamilton, sure enough, wins them. And so they go into the final race of the season, and. It looks like clear as day. Lewis Hamilton's going to win it. But then on like lap 70 of 73, uh, Nicholas Latifi, who's in like 15th place, goes for a pass, I think, on Mick Schumacher and crashes, which triggers it, which triggers a safety car. And Lewis Hamilton at this point is like 40 seconds ahead. Maybe not 40 seconds. It's probably like 20 seconds ahead of Max Verstappen. Um, but because of Lewis's position where and where he was, he wasn't able to, to like make a pit stop. Had he pit um, for new tires, because new tires makes your car a bit quicker, um, he would have given up his position, which would have been a ridiculous thing for the person who was in first place to do, because you would probably think the race was going to end behind the safety car. But uh, the FIA, the rule makers, <laughs> basically they're in charge of like, safety and whatnot, they decided to um, allow to like basically they, they were able to clear the car quickly enough and they were able to interpret the rules in such a way that they were able to let some cars pass. I like how you use the word interpret. Yeah, because that's kind of the whole thing. I mean, they've they changed the rules. They changed the rule book to make it more specific. So in the in that in that case, what they said was um, because of the way that the the way the, the way this worked, right? Lewis had lapped several cars. I already I know, don't like I this. I know, it's complicated. Lewis had lapped several cars, right? He'd lapped like five people. And because Max Verstappen had gone for a pit stop, he was behind a few cars. Even though he was technically in second place, the cars who had been lapped by Lewis, but not yet by Max, were in front of 
Max and therefore behind Lewis. And so that buffer alone was would have made it difficult for Max to pass Lewis because they were going to have a, literally a single lap of racing. Now, in this instance, Lewis was racing on tires that were like 40 laps old, which again, like I mentioned, being on older tires effectively makes your car slower. And so um, uh, Max on much quicker, newer tires had a significant advantage going into this final lap if they were racing, you know, just outright. And so the rule book said um, the race director has the authority to allow uh what is it? What does it say specifically? Um, I think it's like any. I think the phrasing is something along the lines of the the race director is allowed to allow any any of the lapped cars pass or or unlap themselves behind a safety car, but it doesn't say every. And so basically, what the race director decided was to only allow the like four cars that were between Lewis and Max to unlap themselves. And the reason they needed to do it like this is because if they allowed the other cars to unlap themselves, it would have taken up too much time. And so the safety car would have had to do another lap around the track, which would have resulted in the race ending behind the safety car. But so only by allowing those like four cars to unlap themselves, they were able to race. And again, given that Lewis's tires were super old, um, he didn't have a chance. Uh, Max passed him, and Max ended up winning the championship. So, coming into 2022 now, um, Lewis is uh, he's a seven-time world champion, which is tied with uh, Michael Schumacher for the most of all time, uh, which was like a record most people thought would never be broken. And literally, during the time that that Michael's racing, here comes Lewis Hamilton winning his like first championship. Uh, who 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 would have thought that? The person to tie Michael Schumacher's record would um, would do so would do so um, like literally the next generation and actually share the mm-hmm. racetrack with with Michael. Um, anyway, so um, Lewis is still seeking that eighth championship to uh, to become you know the the greatest driver, the most winningest driver of all time. And um, so this season comes along, and most people are thinking, okay. Um, you know, Mercedes is going to crush it. Mercedes is going to come out here. Lewis wants to win this championship. Well, Mercedes comes out and turns out they 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 fucked up, dude. <laughs> like they they messed up their car um, badly. So what happened? Wait, how so bad? what happened was between twenty. So each like generation of cars, they have different updates and they have different like rule changes, so to speak. Um, and so the car that exists today is different than the car, like the basic car that was developed that, that Mercedes had for the last like six years or however many, like what, seven, seven, eight years, however long they were dominating the sport. And so mm-hmm. there was a, there was a rule change um, or a set of regulation changes, which is, has resulted in kind of an evolution of the car. And so um, Mercedes they created they created a car like my from my understanding because I was listening to a uh, a, 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 a podcast with actually a, an interview from one of the uh, the chief engineers working for Mercedes. He didn't go into the details of it because it would give his uh, his uh, competitors some type of, of advantage. But basically, they made some they made a critical error, a fundamental error that they were not able to undo in the car like early in its development. They believe they have they they believe they figured it out, but um, they. 
Is the season the a wash season for them? Straight up a wash. It was a wash from like it was very evident very early on. There was there was issues with the car with bouncing. They were calling it porpoising because of the way like a porpoise bounces up and down in the water when it when it when it swims, because of the regulations, uh-huh. the changes of the rules, and blah blah blah. Um, the cars are much more. They have much more downforce, I guess. And the cars, the uh, the teams drive them super low to the ground, like millimeters from the ground. And so when the cars are driving at high speeds, they're literally being pulled towards the ground, which results in the car, yeah. which results in the car being pulled down, and then the base of the car oh. touches the ground, which causes the suction to break so it and it pops up. back up. And it's just this repeating process over and over again, which makes it extremely. Anyone lose their job over this? Um, well, it was affecting a lot of teams, so it's like. I don't really know what what uh, you, what you would uh, who you would blame who, like who would get the blame for this because it affected a lot of teams. So I would assume no, um, but I wonder if the FIA or if you know the Formula One in general when they designed the, when they designed these regulations, if this was an unintended byproduct of their of their design change, and if they knew that this was going to be something that teams were going to struggle with or what. Um, Whatever the case, uh, most teams were dealing with this. Not all, but most teams. But Mercedes was particularly affected by it, um, and some other teams were affected by it more than others. Like Red Bull, they didn't seem to really be affected by it at all, um, but they were one of the only ones who, who didn't seem to be affected by it. So the, so the check cleared for that. Oh, dude, yeah, dude. Red, Red Bull, they nailed everything, man. <laughs> they nailed everything. So at the very beginning of yeah. the season, it seemed like it was going to be a really great season between Ferrari and Red Bull. Um, I think the first race of the season, Charles Charles Leclerc won, and it was like it literally went down to the last lap uh, with Matt, with I think Charles passing Max Verstappen in the last lap, or maybe it was the other way around. I honestly don't remember this, the ordering of it, but but Charles Leclerc was doing great, and at some point early in the season, he was like forty points ahead of Max Verstappen, and people were like, "Yo, this is exactly what we needed." Uh, super excited. Um, well, yeah. it's hilarious because ever since then, it's just like. It's uh, it's all falling apart, man. <laughs> like, for for really, their strategy is complete. They they've made so many blunders. Strategy was terrible. They they just like messed up so many different things. They they and no one's getting fired. Dude, they, yeah, the on the Ferrari side, like you would you you would think that someone should be fired for some of the strategic mistakes that they were making during the races. Like they were they were making decisions where you're like, wait, what? Like. They're they're asking yeah. the drivers their opinions of certain strategies. Um, this is actually something that um, this is actually something that uh, Sebastian Vettel had complained about at some point in the past because he's like I'm racing like like I'm driving like when you ask me these questions for he he doesn't drive from yeah is that yeah, your job your job like I'm not. I'm not the strategist. Like it's not. It's not what I do. <laughs> so I'm driving. Right. I go execute the yeah, strategy. So they they still do this now. Like they they still ask the drivers questions about the strategy. And it partially seems like they're trying to make up for the fact or trying to make sure that the drivers are aware of their thinking, what's going on in their heads. I don't really know, but they've just made so many blunders. And on top of that, like the uh, the Matteo, gosh, I don't remember his name. Matteo, I'm forgetting his last name. But um, the uh, the the team manager, the, the principal of Ferrari, who you've seen in the in the interview, yeah, the with, with the, uh, Harry yeah, Potter. Exactly. So he uh, apparently early on in the season, he was like, "Yeah, they don't expect to win. Like their goal this season isn't to win." And I was like, "What do you mean your goal is not to win? Like not to win a championship? Everyone should be fighting to win a championship. That's that's the whole point." 
That's the, the worst thing about Formula that's One. That's the dude. worst attitude to have. You gotta be you gotta be fighting to win. So um anywho. Um <laughs> so Red Bull ends up just like just winning. They're just winning race after race after race. Uh, Max Verstappen is just on one. Everyone's talking about how calm and composed he is. But I also feel like that has a lot to do with the fact that he's just like, there's no competition. So it's almost like yeah, Lewis, right. a few of the, uh, some, some of the last few years where he was winning so easily. Um, it may be like at least the first season that I watched 2020. Like it, it, mm-hmm. the competition just wasn't really there. Ferrari was there a couple of races. Uh, Red Bull was there a couple of the races, but for the most part, like there were races where you just wouldn't even see Lewis or or uh, Valtteri Bottas's cars. Like they're they're on onboard cameras because, like Lewis would be like forty seconds ahead of second place, who was Bottas, who would be like thirty seconds ahead of third place, who was like Max or Charles or somebody, yeah. and like so they they just wouldn't show you their cameras because they're just driving and it's just like clean air in front of yeah, them. So there's nothing to watch. Yeah, so so yeah, boring. It's just boring. So. Um, there, there have been there have been several races like that, especially as of late with uh, with Red Bull and Max, well, specifically Max Verstappen. So, um, yeah, we 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 now have I think three races left in the season, maybe four at this point, and uh, Max Verstappen's won the championship this year. It's already over. Yeah. Oh. So, do we? Does everyone just go home? No, they still they still do the races. So. The, um, Certain things haven't been sorted out quite yet. The Constructors' Championship hasn't been sorted out, but that's almost 100% going to be Red Bull at this point. Um, Ferrari have had... Who's the team manager for Red Bull? Uh, uh, Christian Horner, who you can't stand. Is he so, is so, is he so bitch and moaning? <laughs> he does, yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you about the next little bit of uh, controversy that's been going on in a minute. But, um, yeah, the, so... They're, they're about to win the Constructors' Championship, which they did not win last year. Uh, Mercedes still won the Constructors' Championship last year. It was super close, but they ultimately won it because Sergio Perez didn't didn't race. Like, he was good last year, but he didn't race well enough for them. Um, and that was partially by design. Like, he his his role on the team was to really um, hamper Lewis um, and, and enable um, Max's victory. And so it yeah. was partially by design, and also they they just weren't developing the car for him in the way that the, the way that Mercedes may have been doing for for both Lewis and and Valtteri Bottas. But I might I might be I might be interpreting a little bit beyond. Um, so yeah, this uh, so so this year at this point now there's a little bit of controversy going on. Um, it came out recently. That I, I don't actually know what ha- how this happened. I don't know if it was leaked or what, but there's a report. So, in in F1, there's a uh, there's a salary cap, and just like most other sports, right? There's a, there's a salary cap in, in football, uh, salary cap in like baseball. Uh, I say most of the sports, most of many many kind other of, American sports, of. right? There's some type of ca- salary cap, and it's tough in Formula One because it's not like with the salary cap in, in the NFL or the salary cap in the NBA. It's exclusive to the players, right? It's Okay, you have twelve players or fifteen players on a basketball court or on a team that you can pay, and each of their salaries contributes towards towards a salary cap. And at once you reach the cap, unless you've like re-signed a player who that you currently or you already have on your team, you can't exceed the cap. And if you do exceed the cap in those instances, there's a luxury cap, which is like something that the Golden State Warriors are constantly paying into because they can afford it. Um, right, and they're winning championships. Yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, like the, the NFL, that 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 soft cap doesn't exist, right? It's just it's just straight up a hard cap, yeah. You can't just like re-sign yeah. a player. So um, anyway, um, 
so formula one it's different formula one everything contributes towards the cap which is difficult because you're talking like and like maybe not everything everything but a lot of things contribute towards the cap it's a bit difficult or unclear exactly what does or what doesn't um but like you're talking i i I don't like for instance i don't actually know if if a driver's salary contributes to the cap but some like engineers do most engineers do oh, wow. um, the parts that teams like i think the parts and like so basically like like the team and the equipment yeah. all of that goes into essentially like how much budget exactly. you have now i don't know if like transportation for instance factors in so like, tra- like going between you know going from like do oh. uh, like Abu Dhabi one weekend to USA for the next weekend. Like I don't know if that contributes. Can they to just it. fly coach? <laughs> you, you, maybe uh, if you're if you're can willing, you imagine? You, apparently you can. I don't know if you remember what was it like yeah, two right. years ago on Drive to Survive when when uh, the Williams team was li- were literally traveling with like parts for the F one cars on their plane. Yeah. Um, maybe they're onto yeah. something. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so it's uh it's it's tough the way they do this and so it came out that red bull may red bull and aston martin may have exceeded the budget cap with the the yeah i don't know if they call it the budget cap whatever they call it the budget for um for 2021 which is ridiculous because we're literally at the end of the 2022 season but they right. may have exceeded who's doing exactly, the audits right? for this exactly so um are they getting fired i feel like i want somebody to get fired you, you really want story. somebody to get fired uh, so yeah, yeah, so they may have exceeded the cap for 2021. Um, so the FIA was supposed to put out a statement last week. They were like, "Yeah, we're going to put out a statement on Wednesday." Wednesday came, uh, and they did not put out a, they did not put out <laughs> a summary. Um, and they were like, "Yeah, we need more time or whatever." So the report came out, I think, just like on Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday this week. And what they said was were that uh, Aston Martin was in breach of like procedure which i think basically means they like screwed up their paperwork or something like that but they did not mess up the salary cap however red bull did they said there was a minor breach of the salary cap and apparently the fia have been very unclear as to what the punishment would be because i think their their thinking is they don't want to actually have to state a specific penalty because they i think would one rather never have to to to, um, to punish anyone for this and two not give people incentive because if the if the punishment for exceeding the salary cap by say because they say minor breach is anything less than five percent so if a team were basically to exceed the 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 budget cap by four percent right you're still in violation by by um you know in minor violation and if the penalty for a minor violation is only a fine then teams like like mercedes red bull other teams who can afford it which is factor it into their budget like yeah they would do it why not it's cost doing business and so um, so it's unclear what the penalty is going to be. However, the likelihood it says that the likelihood that they would take away Max Verstappen's championship for 2021 is almost like the it's almost Ooh. non-existent. They're not they're definitely not going to uh. do that. There's no way that they would do it. Um, now Red Bull they they, they insist watch the world burn. They insist that they they did not break the salary cap. Um, like they, yeah. What they, else are they? Gonna they say? were like, no, like we didn't do it. Like we, they, they, they believe that they didn't, they didn't, they didn't exceed the salary cap, and they say like it, it was, a, it must have been like I don't know, some mistake in accounting or whatever, whatever. Um, Get out of here. Like, so, 
I saw a report from some some uh, F1 sports or F1 uh, um, journalist that said something along the lines of, it's because Red Bull, they give free lunches to all their engineers every day, and apparently catering, ca- uh, catering counts against, against your salary cap. And so other teams do not cater, do not provide free lunches to their staff, and therefore they uh, that's why they exceeded the salary cap. And uh, people were like, oh, okay. And then... And then other people are like, no, like if that's still part of your budget, like if you see, you can't, you're not exceeding the salary cap just on lunches, lunches. And I think they said the other thing was, um, uh, people's like paid, like paternity leave, maternity leave, like paid time, paid time off type of deal, um, was also factoring into it. And other people were like, well, no, like even cause other teams could very well like they're doing these things too right they, they could be right. doing these things they are doing these things they might not be doing these things whatever they're doing it's still being factored into their budget and so if they quote unquote overspent on food that means they just overspent on their car is really what it means right, right. like just because you're right. t- I, don't, I don't care what you spent the money on you yeah, overspent you're telling me that you you spent the money on on food but but you you overspent on your car the food just happened to be right high also the line right? yeah, yeah. which is another line item so don't try to say so anyway whatever the situation is it's it's a bit of drama and um it's unclear what's going to happen it's probably going to be a fine which will be really interesting to see what happens in the coming years because i believe at least for um i believe at least for like in, in the past but well before i started watching f1 one of the reasons why mercedes is so um, was so dominant for so long is because they they were able to just outspend everybody. They basically had a series of blank checks. They could pay every, you know for the best talent. They could pay for you know everything, and no other team was able to compete with them at that point in time because they just didn't they didn't pay into the car the way Mercedes had um, for for the the last um, era uh, of of uh, car regulations. And so um, it's interesting. I guess, but it's just, it's, it's super, it's like, I don't know, falling along with this is so different than seeing some of the drama from other sports because like in the NBA, I think the biggest piece of the biggest thing that we see nowadays is, um, I mean, I, I guess next to Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons shootings, um, we see stuff like, uh, well, oh, like the Draymond punch, Draymond punch is, is huge. It's a huge deal. Draymond right punch now. is like, a big one a deal right now. Um, did you see, uh, did, but did you see Ben Simmons's defense? I did. Giannis. Yeah, yeah, which doesn't surprise me at all. Like that, because he's a good defender. Yeah, that's exactly how he played when he was in Philly. So like, that's the thing that's always been funny when people talk about when people were talking about him after the Atlanta series. People were talking about him like he was a scrub basketball player who didn't belong in the NBA. It was like, yo, like you, Philly would be like Philly should should consider themselves lucky that we're offering a bag of chips for for Ben Simmons, right? Like, um, so it's interesting to see, yeah. But, I don't know. I'll tell you this though, I'm excited for for uh, for the NBA. Like, as much as I as, yeah, as much dude. as I watch Formula One or enjoy Formula One, I don't really care a, like a lot about any particular team, especially especially right. now. Like your day's right? not ruined yeah. when someone wins no, or loses. No, no, it's just fun to watch, and that's kind of about it. But is your day ruined when the Sixers lose a oh, bad game? Oh yeah. <laughs> Hell dude. yeah! That's and that unhealthy know, <laughs> sports relationship dude, that I'm here dude, for. There are 82 games in the season, and I tr- I don't take them necessarily as hard as I did when I was following like the Colts uh, super super closely back in the day. But uh, but it does. I feel like you've given up on the Colts. It, I, I have, I have, 
I've given up on the NFL a lot. Like that's that's probably honestly yeah, you the, don't care the, about the NFL. Reason, I do appreciate the you fantasy. Reason why I follow the NFL in any way is because of is literally because of fantasy. If it wasn't for fantasy, your I fantasy team up. is not good, dude. dude. It's killing me. I had a I had. A, uh, you're the worst in the I'm league. I'm not the worst in the league right now. Am I? Am I? Am I? Oh, tenth? You're not? No, I don't think I'm tenth. No, I almost beat. Uh, I I won last week and I almost beat Harry, but okay. but um. Where's my phone? I'm trying to I'm trying to bring up the uh. Trying to bring it up right now, because my kicker scored me like twenty points. <laughs> scored me like twenty points last week. Do you have Dan Carlson? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, you see, you see, I just know yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Just pull that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. 16, 16 points uh, this past weekend, yeah. right? But um, Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams got Harry fucking thirty-two points, thirty-one point nine points. I, I had a seven. I think I had a seven-point lead going into the game. Sixteen points from Carlson. And uh, thirty-two from Adams. I end up losing by by nine, and I only lost like in yeah. the last. It was like the I, I, it must have been the last uh, Raiders drive because Harry was texting about it. He was texting us uh, in in a uh, V money, and I I was sitting there doing dishes. I, I I straight up wasn't watching. I think I was watching the NBA uh, the Sixers preseason game at the same time, and um, it, it had already finished airing, but I was watching it late. <laughs> that, that, that's that's how much I care about football. I'm literally watching a, a Sixers preseason game <laughs> instead of watching a live a right. live uh, Monday night football game. And hey, you got your you got you got your sports. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, Adams end, ends up catching like a 40 plus yard touchdown for the second time that game on the on the Raiders yeah. last drive or maybe a second to last drive, and that's what that's what led to my defeat. But uh. Anyway, yeah, that's the reason why I want. That's the reason why I've been following uh, footballs. This is literally because of fantasy. But dude, the the NBA, the Sixers. Like I watch, I watch just about every single one of their games. I've I've literally signed back up for YouTube TV because you can't watch all. You like, it's really annoying. And the the with League Pass, you you're you're blacked out of so many games because. Um, if a team's playing national, like on national TV, they're not they're not playing a local version of it. At least not through League Pass. You you can't watch it via League Pass when when you're outside the market. That's so frustrating. And so yeah, so your only way of watching all the games is to have is to have cable so that you can get ESPN, TNT, and ABC, uh, and and NBA TV because they're uh, the the nationally broadcast games are are um, broadcast across those networks. And then League Pass. And for the Sixers this year, they have, I believe, literally half of their games are on national TV. So if I get League Pass, I'm only getting half their games, which wasn't going to cut it for me. So I got uh, got got YouTube TV back. I got League Pass back. I'm back in. And, yeah, while I, while I was saying, like, the when the Sixers lose, it's not as bad as, like, when the Colts were losing. Because, like, you know, in NFL, losing one game could be the difference between, between making the playoffs like oh. that, right? And the NBA doesn't really work out like that. The team, teams will sometimes have scheduled losses. Sometimes a team will have a – like I call it scheduled losses because they'll have like back-to-backs. They might have a – they might have they might play in like Houston on Monday and then have to fly to Houston. Bad, that's a bad example. They might play in Portland on Monday and then have to fly to like Atlanta and play in Atlanta on, yeah, on Tuesday um, the next night. Or they might have like three games. They might have three games in four days, and so like one of those games they're going to like. It's not. I don't want to say going to lose, but they're almost certainly going to lose. And it's just like it's you'd call this scheduled loss. Cost doing business, yeah, right? You, you would call this scheduled loss because it's a 
it, there, there's going to be a game in there where where starters aren't going to play, where like Embiid or Harden or Maxi or somebody might not play, or a few of the people might not play. Um, and occasionally, the team is going to pull out a victory in those instances. And so, it's difficult to feel bad when the team loses those games. It feels great. You better let me know which those games yeah, are. I will. I will. It feels great when those. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely let you know because those 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 can be easy games to win. <laughs> like Vegas knows, like they know, like certain players aren't going to be playing and whatnot. But um, you could still get ahead, especially in instances where you're doing like player bets, like points and stuff. Yep. Um, but yeah, like I've been. I mean, you know the rules. You know the rules. We we hammer, we hammer the money line. Uh, we we hammer uh, superstars. Yeah. Well, it's gonna. I'll tell you real, real quick. It's gonna be tough to recommend betting um, points early in the season because if the NBA does what they did last season, um, this season, like last season, they weren't calling fouls the way that they were calling them by the end of the year, which was which would result in players like Harden. Um, Trey Young, like these like free throw merchant play like like guards. Yeah. It, it didn't affect Embiid nearly as much, but um these these guards who were kind of like the prototypical guards who were doing these like who were doing certain moves that would bait the refs into bailing them out with a foul. Yep. Um for like for instance, Trey Young would do this thing where he would go around a screen, but then he would like as he's going around the screen uh, and the and his defender is trying to like get back on him. Is trying to fight around the screen or whatever. Trey Young would do this thing where he would kind of awkwardly jump into the player as the player still trying to get around the screen, and he was getting foul calls like a lot. Um, Chris Paul would do a thing where he would like he would be dribbling, and if a, if a defender was trailing behind him and they were trying to catch up, he would stop short and just take a take a mid range jump shot and his defender wouldn't be able to stop in time so they would crash into him and he would get a foul call for that so like certain certain moves like that where the nba was was uh cracking down on and so last year early in the season at least those those fouls weren't being called but then for whatever reason midway through the season they just started calling all that stuff again <laughs> so so that's why when when you started betting on games like it's literally coinc- it, it pretty much coincided perfectly with when you started betting on games you were almost always able to bet a 30 plus performance from any superstar on any given night and have a really good chance of it hitting whereas at the beginning of the season 30 points was a bit of a stretch for for a variety of players and like 25 points probably would would have been a, a much better call got it yeah, we've we've certainly learned that lesson. Yeah. But yeah, overall, super excited for the NBA, um, as you know. And um yeah, can't can't wait to see the Sixers. Uh I, I hope that they do well. It seems like they have a really good chance this year. Like their team is their team seems pretty solid. Like I said, I've been I'm sitting here watching uh preseason basketball, but yeah, like I, I love seeing like Montrez Harrell play, um B ball Paul. <laughs> um but yeah. Who's B-Ball Paul? His name is Paul Reed. He's a, I think it's like a fourth-year player. He's been he's been with the Sixers for a minute, um, but he was like a G League player. And so um, last year in the playoffs, when Embiid was hurt, he was playing a bit against Toronto, and he would play a fair a fair, uh, fair number of games as well. He was a backup. Um, he's a power forward slash center, but he's just a dude who like gives a damn a lot, which is what the Sixers need. Like you know when when they were talking about like after the Sixers lost and MB was giving the interviews and, and whatnot, 
talking about uh how they need they need players who are like a dog they need they need like somebody who's who's uh who just like gives a damn tobias harris is talking about this jimmy too. butler like jimmy butler yeah, he, he's certainly he's certainly up there but you need a you need like a player like pj tucker who they got or montrez harrell who they also got who just they're just like these scrappy dudes who any given day they just care they're super passionate and they're they're and it's just super infectious. They got pride. Yeah, they got they got a whole lot of pride, and they're just not scared in those big moments. That's the other thing. In those big moments, those big games, even though these guys are kind of like role players, they just they're not scared of the moment. And so you can have that that type of mentality being infectious for the other players. So, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be really interesting to see them play. Like Montrez Harrell in the preseason preseason basketball is playing these games like <laughs> like it's a Maybe not a playoff game per se, but like it's a uh, end of the season, and yeah, you, you, like full game yeah, speed, yeah, right? Yeah, like end of the season, yo, like you know, we we, we need these wins right now. Um, we need these wins to make the playoffs. He's, that's that's how they're out there playing. So I bet the over. Yeah, <laughs> I bet the win total of the over. Yeah, for yeah. Them. well, it's it's really yeah that that one's really interesting. Like the the Celtics, the Celtics and. Uh, like that's literally what Bill Simmons said. He's like, so it, I think it's the Celtics is the highest, right? Then it's what I was bet the, the under was it the Bucks that was next highest, or was it? Uh, I think it was the Bucks. The next. Bucks was next highest. Yeah, that would probably make sense. And then uh, no, it was the Nets. It was the Nets that were next highest. I then, bet the under then on that. Sixers, and then it was the Bucks, which is crazy because the Bucks and the Six. I don't know. I, I, basically, Bill Simmons was like the the Sixers and, and the Celtics should be switched. The Sixers have a good chance of being the top team in the in the East, um, and the fifty three wins is probably something that would be more reasonable for them. That could be re- more reasonable for them. But Vegas could just you know that's that could be a number that's being tossed out because who knows how many games Embiid's going to play? It's there are people always going to question his uh, his durability. And though last right. year while he he did great. Um, he still missed like ten ish. Like I don't. Know, he missed like seven to eight games because of COVID, and then uh, and then he missed another couple of games, just like load management or whatever it was. But I don't know. Super excited for the season. Like this. This has been a. This Definitely. has been a long off season. Um, long off season. Yeah. Like we. I, I. I've been spoiled because COVID had shortened. COVID had shortened off seasons for the last two years and so like with the nba bubble the nba bubble happened and then the next season started up like a month and a half late it was crazy a month and yeah it was like really short and then uh (laughs) it was stupid and um and so then coming into this year it's like oh oh wait like wait we have a full like what was it like three three and a half month off season whatever it was i can't remember the last game yeah that's standard off yeah so um yeah it's been it's been it's been quite a while so the official Official tip-off day is I think a week from yes a week from yesterday. I think it's the nineteenth. I think. Oh, so. Oh, the nineteenth. I think so. Okay, I think cool. so. Fantastic. Let me let me just quickly see. So Tuesday, August or August Tuesday, October eighteenth. Um, first game is. Philly against Celtics, seven thirty p.m. All right, well we're we're, we're gonna hit that game hard. You know <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. You, I mean, you might not, but you're gonna tell me. What I'm to gonna do. tell you what to do, but it's it's a tough call. You got no sample size to work with here. The set. Well, this is where I mean, this could be a good thing and a bad thing with no sample size. <laughs> you know. Right. 
Because we don't have to, depending on what the lines are. Yeah, that's true. This for is true. the player props, we go we go low. This is true. So right, because you remember, like I, I I'm I'm always going too high on on player props. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Celtics and Celtics so, play the Sixers well, but it's really weird their whole situation right now. Their their coach is literally younger than Al Horford. Um, right. Well, the coach is no longer there. Yeah. Right? Well, no, no, no. Like they're they're their replacement coach. Their replacement oh, okay. coach oh, is like thirty five years old or something like that because they're they're yeah. like main assistant coach i think got hired by like i don't know i don't remember which team but like a, a different a different team and then uh i don't remember the i don't remember the coach's name but he's very young um gotcha yeah so it's it's a it's a super super weird situation but the celtics usually play the sixers really well but it's not always like the, like the last time i think they played was right before all-star break and the Celtics dominated the Sixers by like fifty, maybe sixty points. It was outrageous how bad that game was. I think you watched it. Was that the game that you you told me beforehand to, that that was going to happen? I don't know if I told you it was going to happen, but in the instant, I knew they were. I knew they were going to lose. And the reason I knew they were going to lose is because this was literally right after the the uh, the Simmons Harden trade. But as a part of that trade, the Sixers traded. It, it was. I think it was like the second or third game after it happened, uh. um, and. And in this moment, um, the Sixers were lacking uh, Andre Drummond, who was their backup center, and was who was a yeah. guy who actually gave a damn in games. And then, uh, and they were they also lost Seth Curry, who was one of their top scorers and also a great three point shooter. Um, and then, and and James Harden wasn't playing yet. He was he was uh, still nursing, I think, uh, his his hamstring uh, in that moment. So he didn't start. He didn't actually make his Sixers debut till after the playoffs. So in this moment, now you had uh, you had uh, you had the Celtics going up against the Sixers, and uh, and of course the Sixers are without several with, uh, without some of their key players who, from who they had earlier in the season, sure. and of course without their new acquired asset and James Harden, they just, it, it, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. Gotcha. I think I might've gotten that game confused with the, uh, one of the games either in the playoff series or whatever, uh, uh, where like something about like the point differential. Cause they were like, whoever they were playing, they were like each blowing each other out in that series. Uh, I just remember that was a game that you basically earned me a PS five <laughs> from the NGM. Remember the oh, NGM yeah, uh, yeah, bonus? Yeah. 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 I like hammered the free bet, like the two hundred dollar free bet. I turned that into PS Five. So yeah, I appreciate you. Well, there you go. Uh, this is why. This is why you watch, man. And if you want, you know, we can we can put in the best together. Well, I'll tell you this one right now. Uh, the second game is the uh, Warriors and Lakers. Oh, we're definitely hammering and that, that one. Dude. Is gonna come be nuts. on. That one's gonna be. Nuts, we're gonna dude. hammer everything all overs for uh, the Warriors. For the Warriors and Jordan, you see Jordan Poole. Yeah, Jordan Poole's gonna go off. <laughs> um, he's gonna have to because every he's the butt of every joke right now. I don't even. It's stupid, it's stupid man. It's so stupid. He shouldn't be the butt of any joke. Um, I don't like that people keep no, bringing up the. No, because why joke. would you? Why would you expect to be assaulted like exactly. that? People keep bringing up. But apparently, apparently, that's not the worst fight that anyone's ever seen. Like all these athletes saying, are like, like so. It's crazy because they're it, you're getting really conflicting information about that because there are some players who will right. say, "Oh yeah, this this is not you know this is nothing. This happens all the time." And then there are a bunch of other players like Stephen Jackson, for instance, who are like, "No, like that 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 can't happen. That doesn't happen." I've, he's like, "I've never seen anything like that." And he's like, that cannot happen. And we're yeah. talking about Steven and, Jackson. And Steven Jackson will fight clocked, everybody. He, he clocked a fan in the face. He, he got suspended for a whole season. 
Well, because he was willing to fight. Basically, he said his he felt his life was in danger at the Mouse in the Palace, so right? That's why he charged. So he that's why like, he charged the fans. <laughs> is that what? Yeah. Is that why he jumped in there? Well, because he said it felt like the entire arena was fighting him and like nine guys. Yeah, it it, it does feel like that. And so when he it. saw that one fan chasing, he goes, "That's it. It's just you know street rules now." It's like, all right, cool. Well, you you definitely want to have stack on your side. Yeah. Well, but if stack says it's not right, yeah. then it's probably not right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, you, 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 like you. I'm not surprised that players wouldn't get into it during practice, but I feel like that's partially why it's such a big deal that you know people talk about like Michael Jordan and Steve Kerr, like they fought in practice, and I feel like right. that's partially why it was a big deal, um, but it was also a big deal because I feel like the whole thing, the other part of the story is, well, Steve Kerr like stood up for himself and he fought back. Whereas in this instance, Jordan Poole was not expecting to get punched. And at least I don't think he was expecting to get punched. I think that like he, he shoved, but I don't think he expected Draymond to respond like that. So, uh, right. yeah, that whole thing was just it's just crazy. I cannot believe that. I Anyways. can't believe a video came out of it, too. Like That's the other crazy part. I cannot believe that video leaked. We're definitely betting the over on that one. <laughs> and we're, we're going to bet the under on all things Russell Westbrook. I, I don't even know how to bet Russell Westbrook in the past. Just be ready. In, in the past, sure. Just but. be ready. Yeah. Anything else? No. No, I see we get out of here. Uh, let's get out of here. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks for so much for listening. See everyone next week.